0: The glory
1: land, it won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We we'll sit right down and talk a while, talk a while about the things we Charles Watson was born again on May twenty-third, nineteen seventy-five at the California men's colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man. You may be seated. Praise God. Glory. You know, the word of God is what makes the difference. Amen? The word of God is life to all mankind. Amen? Praise God. And we have to get into the word of God to get freed from that old evil one. Amen? That evil way of thinking. The word brings life. Amen. Well, over in John 6:63, 6, that's what Jesus was telling us. Jesus was trying to tell us the truth. Amen. And Jesus did tell us the truth. And in John 6:63, 6, here's what he said. Just listen to this if you don't want to take the time this morning to turn to it. Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The word quicken is like quickening a finger, a fingernail. Amen. When you quick your finger down to the quick, I tell you what, it's alive, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, the word of God is quick and powerful, but the spirit of that word is what quickens. It says, the flesh, the fleshly nature of you profiteth nothing. Amen. You found that out, and that's why you ended up in prison. Amen. But he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Well, over in the book of 1 John, this is what John continues to tell us. As John was writing, he says in 1 John 2, 15, he says about this old world that profits nothing like Jesus said, John said to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen. Amen? Amen. Well, he goes on to say, and he says, For all that is in the world, three things here, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And then in verse 18 of 1 John 2, it says, or verse 17, it says, And the world, the world, the world's that lust and that pride and that thing of the eye and that lust of the flesh, amen? That's the world. See, the world and all that stuff passes away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Well, you say, "Oh, I'm saved, Charles. I'm. I got eternal life. I'm going to abide forever." Well, I believe that. Amen. James tells us that faith in Jesus Christ without works is dead, being alone. You got to do something. You got to do the word of God. Amen. Faith without works is dead. He says, He that doeth the word of God abideth forever. You have to begin to put some action to what you believe. You say, Well, Charles, I'm, a, I'm saved and I'm going to abide forever. But John here says in the Spirit that he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen? So it's faith in Jesus Christ and then it's also doing the word of God with your actions. Amen? Well, back over in the book of John... As Jesus was teaching in chapter 6 again, in verse number 45 of chapter 6, Jesus said, It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. The prophets back of old said they shall be taught of God. Jesus went on to say, Every man therefore that hath heard, you're hearing the word this morning, you're getting faith. Faith cometh by hearing the word, Romans 10, 17. Amen. Everyone that has heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. When you're hearing the Word and learning the Word, you're coming towards the Father. If you're not reading the Word and getting off into the lust of the flesh, you're hearing of the devil. Amen. Learning of him and being taught of him and doing his will. But as you learn and hear and be taught by the Father, Jesus says, you come unto Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Then in John chapter 7, as we read in the last sermon I brought forth to you on Sunday morning, in 737, Jesus said, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up, cried, saying, If any man thirst, We found out that that word thirst means to crave and desire. If you crave and desire, if any man craves and desires anything that he hadn't got, He says, let him come unto me and drink. Let him come unto me and swallow, in other words. And swallow, that word drink means to swallow to the excess. In other words, if you thirst for the things of God, you go to God and swallow to the excess. Amen? Amen. The things of God. And then it says, he that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you come unto Jesus. You be taught of Jesus. You learn of the Father. Amen. You learn the Word of God. You thirst after the Word of God. You crave the Word of God. You desire the Word of God. You swallow the Word of God. Amen. You drink down the Word of God to excess. Amen. Drinking to the excess. Just drink the Word of God as much as you can get to the excess. Drink it and swallow it down. And then it says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the Spirit-filled life is determined by not only being born again, but by how much word you get into and by how you get in and drink and come to Jesus when you're learning and being taught of God is when you're coming, Jesus says in John 6, 45. So if you're coming to Jesus, you're getting into the Word of God. And then in verse 39, he says, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, Jesus went and got glorified, went up to the Father and poured down the Holy Ghost. Amen. Poured down the Holy Ghost to come into our life. Amen. Jesus got glorified and the Holy Ghost came down. We believed in it by faith and it was the Holy Ghost. But remember, Jesus also says in John 6, 63... That he says that his word is spirit and life. The word of God is spirit and life. Glory to God. You know, we're fortunate here in this church to have the word taught. Not in every church in this United States do you get the word taught. Not every church in the United States pushes you towards getting into the word of God. Not every church in the United States has 14 Bible studies and services during the week. But not every Christian comes to them either. Amen. But if you're going to be learning and to be taught of God, you have to come. You have to come and be fed the word of God every opportunity you get. You're fortunate to have this kind of teaching. The word and the anointing, it goes together. Amen. Amen. You get saved by the Holy Ghost that comes in and recreates your spirit and changes you to that corruptible, incorruptible seed, amen, according to 1 Peter 1.23. But the thing about it is, after that, you have to renew your mind and get into the Word of God, amen, so that you may begin to prove the perfect will of God, amen. So when Satan comes and tries to get you to swallow his lust to the flesh or the pride of life, amen, you'll come against him with the Word of God and do the Word of God instead of doing what he wants you to do. Amen. In other words, you'll cast down the imaginations of the devil and every thought that comes to you. And you'll bring every thought into what the Word says and not what the devil says. You have the opportunity every day long to choose, all day long, to choose what the devil says or what God says. We choose the Word of God. We drink and swallow the Word of God and come to the Word of God and get healed and get life. This is where the life is in the Word. Amen. Getting into the word and learning and doing the word and reading the word and sitting in your bunk and reading the word. Amen. Getting the word in your heart. Getting the word renewed in your mind. Glory to God. Over in 1 John chapter 2 verse number 27 it says this. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. It abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth of you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. The anointing of God, it says here, you have received of him, and it abides in you. The anointing abides in you. The anointing of God has recreated your spirit. Amen. You have become a born-again Christian. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. We humbled ourselves to the Word and got born again. Well, now the Word, the anointing, the Spirit, and the life, the Word has to renew your mind and come in and take over your mind. Amen? So that that Spirit that lives down in you will come out and begin to be your actions. We all fail in our actions, but as we get into the Word of God and grow to think like the Word thinks, we'll begin to do it. Amen? Glory to God. We have this anointing. It's inside of us. It's a fact. It's a Bible fact right here that you have that anointing. You have the anointing of God living in you. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It's always going to be a fact. If you're a born-again Christian, you have the anointing of God living in you. But still, you have to get into the Word of God. Renew your mind with the Word. Amen. Line your mind, line your thinking up with your spirit so that your actions will become proper actions. Up in 1 John 2.20 it says this, But you, talking about you, have the unction or the anointing or the charisma from the Holy One, and you know all things. So you have this unction from the Holy One. You should covet and crave more of this anointing, do you? We should crave all this anointing that, that we can possibly receive. How? Through getting into the Word of God. You're already born again, Amen. Now as you get into the Word of God, the anointing begins to get stronger and stronger and takes over your mind. Amen. Glory to God. This is the unction that that abides inside of you. And daily now we need to receive a fresh anointing from the Holy Ghost. Amen. By getting into the Word of God and renewing our mind with spiritual things. It's a gift of God. The anointing is a gift of God, but by getting into the Word of God, which is spirit and life, it causes you to be able to maintain this anointing, not only in your spirit, but in your mind. Amen? Takes over your mind. Paul said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. Amen? He's given it to you. Here, it's a gift. Now, you've got to get into it. You can take it or you can reject it. Amen? Amen. It's anointing here, as Jesus says, over in John 8. He wasn't telling you a lie. He told you the truth in John 8, 31. You'll know the scripture. If you continue in my word, then you shall be my disciples indeed. You say, oh, I'm saved. I'm eternally saved. I'm going to go to be with Jesus. Why do I have to get into the word? Why do I have to pray? Why do I have to fellowship? Well, because Jesus says, if you continue in my word, you shall be free Indeed. If you don't get into the Word, Satan will take you captive and snare you and deceive you. And you won't be free anymore. You'll be tied up in his bondage. But he says, if you continue in the Word, you shall be free indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Satan will try to come and give you a lie. But if you know the truth and you tell him the truth about things and you know what the truth is, you won't go for his lie. Amen. You don't have to go for the lie of the devil. But you've got to know what the truth is when he comes or you're going to go do what he tells you to do. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to go over there and do that? Oh, yeah, man, that looks good. You say, well, how does it look in the Word, though, as a Christian, huh? You don't go for it. You don't go for it. Over in Isaiah 20, over Isaiah 10:27, it says this, And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke in this case that is being destroyed because of anointing is not the yoke of Jesus. It's the yoke to satanic bondage in this world. But the yoke, Isaiah 10, 27 says, shall be destroyed because of what? The anointing. Because of the word. The anointing saved you and destroyed the the corrupt nature that you had in the devil. Amen. The anointing did that. The Word of God today breaks the yoke of the devil that would come in and try to yoke you up and get you to pull along with him. How many of you are pulling along with Satan today? Well, if you get into the Word of God, the anointing and the unction from the Word of God, the Spirit and the life will break that yoke and you'll be free from it because the Word will set you free. The Word's truth. The anointing destroys the yoke. It destroys the guilt. It destroys the condemnation. It destroys the inferiority. It destroys the unrighteousness that you feel. It destroys the unforgiveness that you have in your heart. It destroys the temptations in your life. When they come, you'll be able to overcome them. Satan will come and say, Oh man, how can you ever do anything? You did all this and all that and over that. You know you hadn't got a chance in life. You got to come off and say, The blood of Jesus cleansed me from all my sin, and I'm saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and healed in the name of Jesus. And you have no place in my life, so get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. Tell him the truth. Tell him the Word of God. Amen. Glory to God. You don't have to go for that guilt. You say, well, Charles, what is this anointing? Well, it's a supernatural anointing of the Holy Ghost from God. Amen. It energizes you. It gives you a force that makes you spirit-filled. It makes you forcible in life to where you don't take anything from the devil. Nothing from the devil. Nothing from the devil. All from the Word. You take it from the Word. It makes you effective and it makes you productive in Christian service. If you find yourself unproductive today in the kingdom of God, it's because you're not into the Word of God and you're not walking in the anointing as a Spirit-filled Christian, but you get into the Word of God, begin to take in the Word of God, come into Jesus first after it, crave after it, get into it, drink, swallow it, and take it all in. And I'll tell you what, it'll do exactly what Jesus says it'll do. It'll set you free and give you power to go forth in this world as a preacher of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. It'll do it. It won't fail. God can do everything but fail. Amen? Amen. He cannot fail. Glory to God. The word does not fail. We need to recognize that we receive this anointing it abides in us. Just like it abided in Jesus when he was walking on earth. Over in Luke chapter 4. Look what Jesus says in Luke 4. Jesus was the anointed one. Matter of fact, Christ means the anointed. That's what Christ means, the anointed. The anointed one. He was the anointed one in Luke 4, 18 and 19. He was the anointed one, and he walked on earth as the anointed one. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost, overflowing with the Holy Ghost. Amen? And In Luke 4, 18, this is why he was overflowing with the Holy Ghost. A lot of people say, well, he was just the Son of God. That's why he did all that stuff. He was just God in the flesh. Well, this is what Jesus said about himself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because... He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, number one. He has set me to heal the brokenhearted, number two. Number three, to preach deliverance to the captives. Number four, the recovering of the spirit of the blind. Number five, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And number six, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what the anointing was upon Jesus was, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover the sight of the blind, to set them at liberty, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Did you know you're here to do the same thing today? All the healing and the deliverance that Jesus brought forth in the world was because the anointing of God was upon his life just like it's upon your life, my brothers. Jesus didn't have to renew his mind. He was totally renewed. But you've got to renew your mind so that anointing will work in you like it worked in Jesus. And to the degree that you get into the Word and renew your mind, you'll be like Jesus to go out and do what he's done. You said, why don't you see the miracles? Why don't you see the healings? Why don't you see the deliverance? Well, it's because you're not renewing your mind. And getting into the Word of God, God don't walk, work through an impure vessel. He don't work through that. Glory to God. Over in Acts 10, 38, here's what it says. Luke said about Jesus. He says, God appointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Ten thirty-eight of Acts, that's where that is. Anoint him with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You know God is with you today through the anointing. Glory to God, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God which he's given you. Or in the book of John chapter 14, I hope you're ready for this. John chapter 14 verse 12, before Jesus left, he was telling the apostles about this fine Holy Ghost, which was going to come and help us out. In John 14, 12, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, that's the prerequisite, believing in Jesus, believing in the power of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do. I do, he do, amen? I do, you do. Jesus says, I do, you do. Or he do, talking about you do, amen? I do, he do. And greater works than these shall he do. That's you do. You know what I mean? He says, because I go unto the Father. Then in verse 15, see, he was going to go to the Father, pour down the anointing. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's the prerequisite. You get into the Word of God and you will have the anointing. You had to humble yourself to what the Word says about salvation to get saved. And you got the anointing. Amen. You humble yourself to the Word of God and what the Word of God says today and you'll get the anointing. Glory to God. It's the same before you're a Christian as if you're after a Christian. It don't stop. Once you become a Christian, you get into the Word of God, the anointing becomes greater. Greater and greater and greater and greater and greater. The more you get into the Word, it's spirit and life, the greater the anointing that you get. Verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That's the Holy Ghost, the Helper. The one that's called alongside of us to help us today. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. God wants to use you today. God wants to use you to witness. He wants to use you to walk in the Word, to tell others about Jesus Christ. He wants to use you today. You should treasure this anointing today that is available for you through the anointing of the Holy Ghost and through the Word of God. You should treasure it. It's the Holy Ghost. It is the holy super quality that makes us a dynamic Christian for the Lord Jesus Christ that gives us power to witness. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, Acts 1.8. Amen? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the power. It's the dunamis. It's the dynamite. Glory to God. Being witnesses, laying down your life, and proclaiming what you believe until death. Amen? The power. That's the kind of power it takes to do that. This anointing enables us to to see Jesus-like results in this world, to see men saved. Amen? Glory to God. This anointing gives us authority to speak in the name of Jesus against all satanic power. Did you hear that? All satanic power, to speak against it in the name of Jesus, the power of Jesus, to speak the word of God against it. Some people would sit back and say, well, how can someone like you who did all that you've done in life and killed all those people be an anointed preacher like you are today? Well, it's the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. It's the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. It's the Holy Ghost that saves. It's the Holy Ghost that heals. It's the Holy Ghost that gives you power to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's the power of the Holy Ghost that forgives you of your sins. Available to all of you, just like it's available to me. Glory to God. Psalms 92.10 says this, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. That fresh oil has hit me. Glory to God. And it's available for you. This anointing of the Holy Spirit and this oil that he's talking about here, he's correlating the, the Spirit and the oil together. You recognize that? The Scripture gives oil as a type of the Holy Spirit. And we need to come out and begin to proclaim as David proclaimed, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Glory to God. Amen. Let me hear you say that. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Well, you shall be. Give your life to the Lord. You'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then get into the Word of God. Begin to renew your mind so it can take over your life. Amen. Spirit, soul, and body. On the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, it says in Acts 2, verse number 4. Let me just read it to you. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And later on, the same disciples, they were filled with the Holy Ghost again over in Acts chapter 4, verse number 29. They had come under a lot of persecutions and the Holy Ghost was was needed by them they knew that they couldn't walk in the world without the power of the Holy Ghost. they prayed to God for a refilling in Acts chapter 4:29. and here's what they prayed right out of the word of God, which we preach. And now Lord, behold their threatenings and grant us thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. See that's what you need you need boldness to speak the word of God. Amen? by stretching forth thine holy hands to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Filled with the Holy Ghost causes you to speak the word with boldness. Being born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost causes you to speak the word with boldness. Getting into the word of God and learning the word of God causes the Holy Ghost to come forth from your being, from your mouth, so that you can begin to speak it with boldness. Your heart has to be renewed with the Word of God so that you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt what Jesus has done so the power of God can come forth and have an effect on the lives of others. Brother, if it's not working in your life, you won't be a witness for Jesus Christ. It's got to be working in your life. You've got to know the power of the gospel. You've got to be convinced and persuaded and have assurance and faith and trust in God and rely upon God and know that He has given you power to minister that Word. Amen? That is able to save everyone that hears it Will cause faith to come into their life We need this fresh anointing from God But what we have to do is this We have to humble ourselves to God Just when you come to Jesus You first of all admitted that you were a sinner Amen Then you believe that Jesus came to save sinners Then you also believe that When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus raised from the dead and defeated the works of the devil, you believe that and you receive the Holy Ghost into your life by believing in faith in what Jesus did for you and you got saved because you believe that Jesus wiped all your sins away and that he had something for you. Amen. It was the Holy Ghost. But it doesn't end at the altar when you repent of your sins. You come to the altar, you repent, and you say, I'm sick and tired of Satan. I'm sick and tired of all his garbage. I'm sick and tired of the world. I'm sick and tired of the flesh. I'm sick and tired of all of its results. And I'm going to turn, and I'm going to go to God, and I'm going to drink, thirst, hunger, crave, and come to Jesus, and I'm going to get saved. Amen? You made up your mind. Well, after you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to say no to all the things of the world. Say no, deny yourself, and take up your cross and follow Jesus. And here are your orders right here. If you want to follow Jesus, you get into the Word of God and keep turning from the ways of the world, the thoughts of the world. Get into the thoughts of God, which is the Word of God. Renew your mind with it and repent right now. Amen you hadn't been following God and getting into His Word, repent right now and say to yourself, I'm going to get into the Word of God more. Amen. I'm going to live by the Word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 4:4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If you're going to live today, brothers, you're going to have to get into the Word of God. If you want to die today, you stay out of the Word of God. If you want to die today, don't sit under anointed teachings of the Word of God. If you want to die today, just go and do the things of the world. Don't kid yourself and sit back. Well, I gave my life to Jesus. Now I'm eternally saved. You know? Don't sit back and say that. You're in disobedience when you sit back and say that. Jesus says to get into my word and continue in my word. Paul says to work out your salvation with fear and with trembling glory to God. Amen? Paul says to renew your mind with the Word of God. Begin to walk in obedience. You're walking in disobedience if you think you can come to the Lord. Forget about the Word. Forget about fellowship. Forget about study. Forget about prayer. Forget about witnessing. No, when you come to the Lord, you're committing your life to a life of the Word, to a life of prayer, to a life of fellowship, to a life of praise, to a life of witnessing, to a life of spreading the Word of God. That's what Christians do. Amen? It's what Christians do. You humble yourself to what the Word of God says. Over in Jude chapter 20, it says this. Jude verse 20. I hadn't got 20 chapters. Jude verse 20 says this. But ye beloved, building up yourselves. This is the most important scripture in the Bible. You might want to mark it. Well, one of the most important scriptures. But ye being, but you, beloved, building up yourselves. What does that say? Something you got to do right, building up yourself. You got to build up yourself, edify yourself, charge yourself up, and it tells us how to do it. On your most holy faith. See, you got to build yourself up and grow in your faith, develop your faith by hearing the word of God. Amen. Romans ten 12, seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Well, you need to build yourself up to a most holy faith. Holy faith is a great faith. A great faith is a pure faith. A holy faith is not only being saved spiritually, but being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen? As Paul says. It says to do this by praying in the Holy Ghost again. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you keep yourself in the love of God. In the love of God. There's something you got to do here, it's saying. Praying the Holy Ghost is anointed praying. It's fervent praying. It's the kind of praying that builds you up. Amen. Builds you up as you pray in the Holy Ghost. As you begin to get into the Word of God and build yourself up in the Word of God, which is the Spirit, you begin to pray the Word of God, glory to God, and pray according to faith. And what the Word of God says is for you. My brother, you'll be built up. You'll be walking in the love of God. You'll be walking in the name of Jesus. You'll be moving out as a dynamite Christian. But it's what you do. It's up to you. The Word says to build up yourself. Build up yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Glory to God. Praying the Word of God. Amen. Humbling yourself to the Word of God and what it says and saying no to the devil. Well, glory to God. Did you get anything out of this this morning?